Hello and welcome to another ba- episode of Baseball Night, I should say. A little thrown off due to our your, your sweatshirt and our pre, um, pre-recording conversation. Yeah, so I actually, gonna... sorry, to, I'm going to cut you off, but I just feel like I want to talk about every other sport but baseball this morning. Well, <laughs> luckily, we're going to talk about baseball and the Red Sox sucking is the least, you know, yeah, seriously, next. upsetting topic right now. <laughs> um, so the Red Sox last night for what seems like the 30th time this year got walked off. Yeah, and... It seems like the 30th time this year they got walked off by the Yankees too. Yep. And that eliminated them from the AL East. I mean, we weren't living in a fantasy land thinking they were going to make win the AL East, but it's officially done. And now they are four games away from just being out of it completely, which can't come soon enough in this humble podcaster's opinion. Well, it's if we're being honest, it's probably going to happen this weekend because basically the um, I believe the Mariners are sitting in that third wildcard spot. They're playing the A's this weekend and the Red Sox are playing the Yankees. So a combination of wins and losses. Uh, it, M's wins, Red Sox losses, that should happen fast. But I forgot to write this down, but it ties into this situation. Mm -hmm. So there was a tweet I saw this week from Mass Live, which, side note, great job, Mass Live, but don't you remember when we would like go into like message boards and read about our high school football and baseball games? Yeah, it's had a... It's a steal a phrase from the youth of America. It had a big glow up. Mass Live did. It's like legit reporting. It has a Red Sox beat writer. It used to be like you said, it used to be a like a small shitty chat forum where people would just talk about like central mass high school football. And it was separated. You could go East Mass, you could go to divisions. But if you wanted to get in there and hammer out some details and tell awful lies about your football team, that was the place to do it. I remember checking it after one of my basketball games junior year and <laughs> a kid on our team got dunked on so bad <laughs> that the ball went through the hoop and hit him in the top of the head. And that was being talked about because we were playing Whitensville Christian, who in the aughts was a basketball powerhouse. So people were, they didn't want, they didn't care about our team. They wanted to know how they looked and pretty much they were like, well, they played Tahanto and that team sucked. So draw your own conclusions yeah which was also a fact but anyways i saw this tweet from mass live that said the red sox will finish this year with the fifth highest payroll and will be above the luxury tax which is now that it's official even though we knew it was coming is the biggest fuck up you can possibly have mission mission failed hiam mission failed and the worst part of it, Jack, the, the, this is the person coming with the other foot kicking you in the nuts. They were over by $4.5 million, which to me is, okay, you keep J.D. Martinez, you get rid of Evaldi. You keep Evaldi, you get rid of J.D. Martinez. And I wrote about this on neverwords.com. And if I can pull it up real quick, because at the time of the writing, I had some numbers on those two gentlemen's performance since the All-Star break. And if you can imagine, 
not the best. So since the All-Star break, J.D. Martinez is... Oh, sorry. I should have had this pulled up, but I just thought, okay. Since the All-Star break, this was as of September 22nd, before he did not do anything last night. 239, 313, 397. 397 slugging from J.D. Martinez. Three home runs, 15 RBI with 42 strikeouts. Or does it get better with what Nathan Avaldi has done since the All-Star break, Jack? You tell me. Two games started, 12 innings pitched. So I remember you've, we, us talking about how Yavaldi was declining before the All-Star break, which was a terrible kind of job interview for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got hurt soon after that. Um, Weird, the guy with two Tommy John surgeries got hurt. That uh, they re-upped a year early. Um, or did, was that sale? Anyways. Um, sale. Anyways, uh, yeah, the oh, again, the moves that were made, and especially the moves that weren't made at the trade deadline, um, I guess are coming back to bite Hyam in the ass. But as we said at the time, there was no plan. Uh, he added Tommy Pham, <laughs> neither catcher that started the year with <laughs> Red Sox are still on the team, which is a a weird position to just abandon. Um, and yeah, this, I, I think I said it a couple weeks back, JD Martinez is by far my least favorite player on the Red Sox to watch. Um, I, I don't see it. He is not 2018 JD Martinez. He's not even 2021 first half JD Martinez. I, I don't, is he an option guy or is he just out at the end of the year? Because if he this is done, he has contracts done after this year. Oh my God, please, for the love of God, do not re-sign this guy. I I just don't you can't after what does he have? 12 home runs on the year? You just can't. he's there, he's been their four hitter all year. Like Bogarts isn't having a more powerful year, but when Bogarts is up, I still have the feeling like, oh, he's gonna drive this ball somewhere. When J.D. Martinez is up now, I think he's going to hit a soft ground ball to the short. Yeah. And I hate the way he runs. I hate the way he runs. He runs like A-Rod with like um, T-1000 total uh, straight palms. Yeah. He, he's, he's old. He just, he, he did it. He was the perfect piece to add in 2018. Sure. And he had great years, 2019 and 2021. He had a good year. First half. Yeah, but yeah, it's just you got what you you needed out of him for the contract. Let him go. Do not pay him. No, and I wonder. I and again, I think he's one of these streaky dudes. Like he had that when he became a star in Arizona, he had that crazy second half, that like absolutely Mm -hmm. bonkers second half. And then I think he's so streaky as a hitter that. You just can't rely on him for a full season, He, except for 2018, which as much as I've hated and hammered the dude all season long, it is still three and a half years, four years later, mind boggling that the guy didn't receive one MVP vote that year because he had such an amazing season. But uh, yeah, he's he's on, you know, he's on the decline of his career, I think. 
he had that yeah. big day the other day where he had a triple and I think he hit a home run too. Mm-hmm. And the guys in the booth were talking like, oh, is this JD Martinez finally breaking through? It is September 23rd. Yeah, it's it's too late for that. <laughs> what are they talking about? Yeah, I don't. He's so he's 35 right now. Yep. Um, and he looks like he's the he's the 35 year old whose bet's slowing down. It just happens. Not everyone is Barry Bonds in their mid to late 30s. You know, um, this is what this is what happens to normal players. So that's that's where he is. Another bit of news from the Red Sox. Uh, Garrett Whitlock had season-ending surgery on his hip, mm-hmm. which he went on the DL or sorry IL in June, and came back. There were times where he was like really spotty with his command, which is usually not the case. He was hanging sliders, getting hit, home runs hit off him, and. It he people were asked asking him and he was like, Yeah, my hip just hasn't been right. I felt like I could pitch, so I'm going to pitch, which you love to hear, but it's I I think one of the few good decisions they've made all year is saying, or oh, we're gonna shut you down, get you fixed for next season. Yeah, uh he's only twenty-six. Um he's had a Tommy John. I know this is a hip injury so i mean there are injury concerns from me going forward here uh but i guess that's with every player but i don't know i still think he's a starter i hope he comes back for spring training the news said he was going to be ready for spring training um i hope he comes back for spring training and when he gets there alex cora says he's a starter and that's hopefully because the red sox made a bunch of moves in the offseason to sign actual major league bullpen arms yeah, in the I was reading an article by Ian Brown and um no relation. And with an E. Come on, Ian. He um Whitlock said really his heart isn't starting. And he had seven really good starts out of his nine. So yeah, I mean, if you're telling me Hulk, Bayo, and Whitlock are all going to start next season in the rotation and you add an arm. Now I'm starting to like what the rotation's looking like. Yeah. At this, I, you almost hit the nail directly on the head at this point in the Red Sox season. The thing I'm looking forward to the most is next spring training to get that like March excitement. Yeah. It's, it's over. I watched the first, first pitch to last pitch Red Sox game. I watched, I've watched in a while last night because they're because of Aaron judge. And I sent out a tweet that got a very, you know, it's really funny how Twitter works because a stranger, obviously Yankees fan, because I've read some of his tweets, basically all his tweets were just anti Red Sox tweets. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, if the rivalry means something still, then the next three games now, the Red Sox should absolutely just troll the Yankees and Aaron Judge and throw him nothing 
that he can possibly barrel up because he barreled up a flyout last night. Yeah, real close to 61 last night. But absolutely troll him and say, you're going to get this, but you're not going to do, you're not going to get it against the Red Sox. No satisfaction there. I know Cora said he's not going to do it, but as a complete troll job to just fuck over the Yankees fans, you just don't give them anything to hit. As I say this, the the night we're recording, Rich Hill's pitching against them. So probably at 63 tonight. Yeah. But I just think that should be the strategy this so weekend. What did uh what did this uh Twitter replier say to you? Oh it's really, you know, it's a combo of like classic, just like going off on someone on Twitter and then yeah. um not, not a real place. So oh that was uh where are we where are we so i said the troll job thing and the reply was earmuffs everyone um show more replies that's just that just says your team a pussy and are not confident on their pitches but hey what can you expect a bottom feeder team now grammatic burned grammar aside no I don't have an, any. I don't have confidence in any pitcher stopping Aaron Judge. I have it all year, and I don't know how much this fellow's been watching the Red Sox. I absolutely have no faith that the Red Sox pitchers won't give up home runs, and he missed the tweet because right in it I said they should troll the fans, and that's exactly what I did to that young man. He, yeah, I had him hooked, and I was reeling him in. Seems like sometimes on Twitter, people don't understand context. Yeah, yeah, that happens. But it was just, I read it and I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. This is, yeah, no, that's, that's, <laughs> it's a perfect scenario. Everything you just described, there's a reason I have a giant smile on my face there. Everything you just described is, is terrific. Um, he's probably 11. No, uh, he looks older than 11. He's got a, a picture in there, okay. but I mean, <laughs> Twitter replies are a great place. Well, hey, I hope he's listening. And congratulations to your first place team, who is inevitably going to blow it in the World Series. Um, well, that's because what also made Aaron me laugh. Boone is a penis. Was his um like he doesn't <laughs> he seems to hate the Red Sox a lot. Bottom feeder team, they're in last place. I I think I've been very fair about how poor the Red Sox played all year and a lot more well you got a lot of proof to back you up a lot more Red Sox championships in the 2010s and in such than the Yankees so I mean yeah I love I one of my favorite things is I used to know this kid who was a little younger than both of us uh and he used to say to me all the time like oh 27 World Series and I said dude how many of those have you seen yeah. Two, two of them, like <laughs> the last Jeter one in the nineties. And then 2009, that was a Jeter one too. I, I said, and I meant in the nineties, cause the kid was so oh. young, he wouldn't have been old enough to like appreciate that run of those teams. Yeah. Or the, you know, they say the 28 championships, but, or the one, two, you could also call it the, 10 time pre integration champion, New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, um, but 
I don't, I think it would just be a funny troll job if they didn't pitch to judge. I think they will. So do you think you get 61 and 62 this weekend? 100%. Yeah. He, he's crushed the Red Sox. This, he's crushed everyone this year. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's going to get it. And like you said, it's Rich Hill. He's probably going to get it in his first at bat tonight when Rich Hill leaves a Ephus pitch that he calls a curveball right in the middle of the zone. Yeah. Or try to sneak one of his fastballs by him. That goes 89. Um, Judge set those hands for that batting practice by hitting off a jugs machine, throwing 75. Yeah. The, um, do they use jugs machines in the, and they must. No, I think they have you think they just got live arms? machines. You think they just got live arms going on? No, the there are, I've, I researched once, once, a t- once upon a time about, um, actual baseballs going through pitching machines and they have them. Oh, so you don't just have to have some weird gym ball dimpled that like a golf ball that doesn't feel, look, or react like a baseball? No, or doesn't ever come out of the machine straight. Which is, you can literally hit somebody pointed right down the middle if you twisted the ball a little bit when you put it yeah. in. Ugh. Um, there was a crazy stat last night talking about how Bogart, not Bogarts, Devers is fourth in the AL in extra base hits with 67. And then I was like, wow, Aaron judge has 60 home runs. Mm. Never mind doubles and triples. I'm sure he doesn't have a lot of triples, but I'm sure he has a ton of doubles. How much time did Devers miss? Uh, uh, he weeks? missed probably two or three weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cause for, since some crazy stat before this year, when he had that big dip after the all-star break, when he came back um, for like three, four years in a row, he was the lead, the league leader in, in like barreled, uh, barreled barrels, whatever they call it. Um, Mm -hmm. Hard hit balls basically. And extra base hits and RBIs. And now this year, it's just been like Aaron judge has been like, Oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to take all that back. I'll, I'll I'll eat all that stuff again. Yeah. This, so he'll win the MVP this year and it's going to be his third top three finish. Which, a lot of controversy over what was it, twenty seventeen? Yeah, I when Altuve won. Yeah, and I get it, and I totally believe every allegation about the um, Astros cheating. But what I've kind of picked up from twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen on is Altuve still good. So it's true. Um, all right, and then that's you know that's kind of it with the Red Sox. I don't think we need to labor i would just like to point out two things uh just on the bright side of the red sox season here another great start from brian bayo mm-hmm. um the other night against was it kansas city i believe so yes uh, kansas city and then uh another big casas casas home run uh last night against the yankees uh i just like the way the kid has an at bat tom yeah Yep, and then he'll come out and have like a an at bat with like a four pitch walk. And it's like, yep, here we go. Yeah, that, that's the stuff why I really like it. He is for I don't know twenty five years old, twenty two, twenty two. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh wow. Um, what an approach! What a patient approach. I don't need him to hit four hundred in this like September call up. If he does exactly what he does and then just learns for the next three years, my God. 
yeah it's it's awesome it's exciting it's exciting and then you know like you go straight from brian bayo the next start was connor siebold who gets destroyed so there are some questions about their pitching prospects but bayo looks good watching it's been a while like i know uvaldi throws hard but it's been a while since you watched a young guy come in and just sling high 90s and then break off a nasty breaking ball like that's that's very exciting to see yeah yeah, that a uh, 97 mile an hour sinker with movement. I can get on board with that. All right, we're going to take a break and then talk about the rest of Major League Baseball, which it's kind of just winding down, but we will be yeah, right there's back. There's still some fun things here. Jack, we're back. And the first thing we can talk about is the AL playoff picture is really just kind of shaping up. Mm-hmm. So the guardians swept the white Sox in a three game series and that opened a seven game lead in the al central so just killed them the yankees have a seven and a half game lead that's pretty that's wrapped up the that is wrapped up yeah guardians have a seven game lead that's wrapped up pretty much and then the astros actually officially clinched Yep. The then Astros when you have look, won the AL West again. Yep. Then when you look at the wild card, it's Toronto, Tampa Bay, Seattle with a four-game lead over Baltimore. I don't think Baltimore has the the firepower here. Um, no. They good little run there in the second half. It's exciting for them, but yeah, a lot to build on. Yeah, but I I think it's pretty clear that. The wild card's going to be set. The divisions are already set. I don't foresee a seven and a half game or a seven game so, lead being blown. Just to touch on the divisions are already set. Just talk about peaking at the right time here. Houston, who won the division. Yankees, who are circling in on winning division after they sweep the Red Sox this week. They'll probably clinch it. Um, and then Cleveland, who is seven games up, like you just said. All three teams are eight and two over their last 10 games. Really getting hot at the right time. Yeah, I think um, we're in for a really exciting division series. I think. Yeah, that's good. Cleveland it's be Yankees. A fun and then, geez, it would be like, I would love to see Toronto versus, I'm mean, not Toronto, Seattle oh. versus, oh no, that won't work out. So uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be Cleveland Yankees. I don't think so. I think it's going to be like a one through six, isn't it? Right. So the so the Guardians would be the third seed. So if they won, they would play the Yankees because Houston's the one seed. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, so you the said lower division seed series, would... not the wild card series, right? Oh right, yeah, right, division right. series. Yeah, the wild card is it'll be exciting, but it's not. I'm just saying those division round games will be good series. So I think we've talked about this before, but just as we're getting into it, it's a new format. We're going to talk. It's going to be Houston and the Yankees have a buy into the division. And then it's Cleveland, Toronto, Tampa, and Seattle playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. In a three game series, three game home series for the higher seed, three straight games, best two out of three. And it's no, it's one location. So it'll be three okay. in Cleveland and based on standings right now, it looks like three in um, Toronto. Toronto. 
Cleveland, Seattle, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Seattle's only a half game out of Tampa Bay, so the seedings will be a race maybe, but yeah. Well, I mean, there's still some time. It doesn't the season doesn't end until when? The, like the second week of October? I think the first like weekend or sec like yeah. The division so, series starts the 11th. I saw the other day, okay. so. All right, so just going back to the Red Sox. If somehow Baltimore does catch Seattle here and four of the five teams in the AL East make the playoffs and the Red Sox are the only team in the AL East, I can't imagine a larger wake-up call for the front office that you have been surpassed in every way by the Baltimore Orioles. Mm -hmm. That would be, that would be something. But I want Seattle in because they have the longest streak. Hell yeah, man. Where, what, you know what? I'll just go ahead and say outsiders. We are, we are fans of the Seattle Mariners. I think we're both kind of rooting for them on this playoff run. Yeah. Um, Julio Rodriguez is having an MRI today, though. Which Let's hope that's negative for a back issue. And though they're using the word concerning, which sucks, but we'll see. Don't want to speculate, you know. We're too serious of uh, podcasters to ever speculate. <laughs> and then in the <laughs> National League, Jack. Yeah, this is like cereal. We're yes. very serious. We get people, we get people's sentences commuted. Okay, no more jokes. I uh, I've never listened to it, but I've heard about it. So National League, we have the Dodgers running away with everything. The Mets and Braves are still, you know, battling for the division. In a but dog fight. The Mets have opened it up quite a bit. Uh, I guess it's only two games. I'm seeing a game and a half after last night, Um, but they both clinched. So they'll both be in the playoffs. Yep. Good for them. The Cardinals are up seven and a half games. They'll probably make it. Well, they'll win that division. So again, the wild card will be between Mets and Braves. Tough draw if you end up facing Scherzer, DeGrom, and I don't know. Timmy Trumpet. Um, Timmy Trumpet. In uh, New York, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you have to face one of those teams... Um, I mean, it, in all actuality, if it's best two out of three series, probably going to have your hands full with just DeGrom and Scherzer. Right, exactly. And then you have uh, Spencer Strider and Charlie Morton for the Braves. Man, so you're not, that, you're not in a good spot if you're a San Diego. As or much Phil- as I Phillies. like... As much as I like the uh the Mets staff the pitching and I I really like their team I like Alonzo I like a lot of their um kind of everyday players and utility guys I love watching the Atlanta Braves they are so fun to watch Classic and they 90s just have kids watching TBS yeah exactly Ted Turner team man they're young and exciting at almost every position and they were taught you and Eckersley were talking about this in the booth. I think sometime last week where they were like, they are so good. Atlanta is so good at almost every position that you forget how good Ozzy Albies is like how young and good Ozzy Albies is. 
because mm. they have Acuna, Austin Riley, um, Michael Young, or not? Is it Michael Young? Michael, um, isn't it Harris? Harris, Michael Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Young is a Texas Ranger from back in the day. Um, but yeah, so good. That's going to be fun. I think the as I'm looking at the six teams in each league that may be going to the playoffs, I think I like the matchups in the National League a lot more. So as of right now, if you click the postseason button on your MLB app on your phone, you have the Dodgers and Mets in a bye, and then mm-hmm. you have Phillies cardinals phillies at the cardinals and padres at the braves i see that just going chalk for that yeah. but then you get cardinals mets braves dodgers that's exciting hell yeah so i think it'll be nice to have some extra games and sure add some excitement but i think it it really will turn up in the alds now if the mariners beat the guardians or Juan Soto gets hot and knock they knock off the Braves. I just don't want to see that because I don't want to see another Dodgers Padres series that the yeah, Dodgers just dominate. And then so those down, are what a letdown that Fernando Tati's suspension was. <laughs> yeah. The um the only thing there is that the it's pretty close between the Phillies and Brewers, but two and a half games, but yeah. Honestly, Jack, those are two teams I have like no interest in watching. I could watch the Brewers pitch all day. Yeah, I'll watch Cor- Corbin Burns. He hasn't been quite the same, but other than that, you watch that and then shitty offense or with the Phillies, it's just if we don't hit home runs, we got nothing. Yeah. So, that is true. The Phillies are boom or bust. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if they didn't have a guy that hit 40 home runs for him this year and the Red Sox had Kyle Schwarber, but yeah, as I'm, I was actually on Kyle Schwarber's page. Cause I wanted to see if he was still hurt. He's been back for the past few games. Um, he's only hitting two fourteen. Yeah. Like I think would probably have a problem with his Trevor story, like one eighty seven strikeouts, 74 walks and his two fourteen batting average. Yeah, he's gone from like professional hitter to just I strike out and hit homers like yeah. Joey Gallo. I mean, Joey Gallo has never had a 40 home run season as far as I could tell. He may have, but I, I don't think that. But I'm just saying that type of player. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he was much more patient last year when he was on the Red Sox, like w- way more. Joey Gallo. 2017, 2018, 240 home run seasons. Really? God damn. Um, it's a career 200 hitter. Why is that a thing? I don't don't, understand. I don't understand when major league baseball became like, it must've been the summer in 98, Tom, when we were all just, Oh, let's just hit home runs. Who the fuck cares about getting on base? I mean, Barry Bonds hit like 362 and hit 73 home runs. So he's an outlier, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) We can do a quick triple crown update. And um, that is pretty much Paul Goldschmidt's out of it. Mm-hmm. He'll probably still win the MVP because he's tops and everything. Unless they decide why not give it to the best player on the best team and Mookie Betts wins it. But um, 
You know, I, we talked about the 2018 MVP and his name didn't come up. So I thought maybe. And then we talked about the Dodgers running away. Name didn't come up. So I said, wow, we might be going for our first Mookie free episode. But no, he's should be the National League MVP if it's not Goldschmidt. Um, because he's that good. But Aaron Judge is only it, it's it all comes down to his batting average. He's two points behind or two points above Bogarts, three points above Arez. Arise. Arise. Wow. Languages are weird. Um, but yes. So I think Aaron Judge. I don't know. I just don't. I don't. When he bats, I don't see teams getting him out. That's. That helps it, when you want to win a batting title. So, it's so imposing. Like he gets up to the plate and you're just like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even, I know you said it was trolling earlier, but every time I see him, I was like, just, just put him on. Well, yeah. Just, just I, put him on. <laughs> I mean, last night in when he hit the fly out. Oh no. I think maybe he struck out. I don't know. He came up with a guy on second. And I was like, well, this is good. You can just walk judge and not worry about him. And then they pitched to him. And I was like, why? Because Alex Cora is not afraid. Alex Cora. I think Alex Cora loves other baseball players. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and then Which the isn't final a bad thing, thing. That's not a bad thing I'm saying about no. Alex Cora. The final thing we can talk about is speaking of managers. You look around and Terry Francona should be AL manager of the year. Not even a question. They'll probably give it to Boone just because he's he, they have the most wins. I don't know. That's I'm basing that all off Madden. When you do a franchise in Madden and you and you have the most wins, that automatically the coach of the year is just that. But yeah, I agree. It should be Terry Francona. How many times has he won that? I'm guessing it's not his first. Yeah, Francona, here's my thing. Francona should have been like a 20 plus year manager of the Red Sox. Yeah. Uh, chicken and beer, Tom. Maybe you forgot how much he lost his locker room and how players don't respect him. Oh, that's right. He just goes to another organization and immediately takes him to the world series. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just, I think it's a crock of shit and it was, you yeah. know, it's Boston Red Sox ownership doing the PR thing. Uh, who I know it's not the right thing, but the Celtics are really borrowing a mightier than now approach from the Red Sox leadership. Uh, but yeah, this would be Terry Francona's third manager of the year award. And he should get it. I don't think yeah. Boone should. No, I, I don't either. Boone has the best roster in the American League. Oh. Interesting debate. I would say the Astros do. But okay. Yeah, their pitching, their pitching's a little stronger. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, uh he's just the best. And it every time I see him, I'm like, I don't know why. I mean, I have nothing against Cora, but I like the way Frank Kona balances being a player's manager and kind of like like when he gave Trevor story shit when he threw the ball over the center field wall. I don't think Cora would have done that. Cora would have just said like, we'll handle that internally. Trevor story. Did I say Trevor, Trevor Bauer? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Different Trev. Um, 
just to rehash, Terry Francona, since 2004, when he became the manager of the Boston Red Sox, has not had a season where he's won less than 80 games. Well, there you go. So that's... He's had exactly one under 500 season since he became since 2004 and he was 80 and 82 last year with the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. So that's all you need to know about him. I mean, yeah. And I love Alex Cora <laughs> this season. He's kind of pissing me off, but I mean, I give a boy, lot of that... this season to fucking bloom. Yeah. Oh yes. The blame. Yeah. Bloom yeah. or if it's above bloom, John Henry, uh, the Liverpool football club's ownership. Uh, yeah, soon to be the Vegas basketball team ownership. Um, yeah, well, always look good to end it on a, a note that the Red Sox used to have it really, really, really good with manager and uh, best player, and now they don't. Well, I mean, as we kind of barrel towards the offseason here and the negativity uh, tries not to ramp up to give its way to some optimism as they sign players and get a new roster in for spring training. Um, it is worth noting that there's a good chance that Xander Bogarts is going to walk after this year. Yeah, this might be the last two weeks watching Xander Bogarts on uh, the, our favorite team. So that's a great way to go into the weekend. Soak it in, kids. <laughs> All right, Jack. I will talk to you later. What are you watching this weekend? We kind of touched on what we got. I mean, is there any anything tickling your fancy? I'm just going to watch the Yankees and the Red Sox, not because of the hashtag the rivalry, but because of Aaron Judge. Is that a hashtag? I don't I don't typically go on Twitter. Uh, I think it is, yeah. Or they it's say, still like MLB, MLB tries to pump it up. Because they want the ratings at the end of the year. Anybody with eyes who watches baseball would say that this is not a rivalry this year. Mm. No. Because they're so overmatched. Rich Hill versus Garrett Cole tonight. Or tomorrow night. No, No, that's that's tonight, tonight, baby. Apple TV. Um, It's a Sunday game. I just... I'm not... I mean, if if there's a way to talk about the difference in how these two teams have been built. It's rich Hill against Garrett, Garrett Cole. <laughs> there you go. There, that's, that oh sums my it God. up. End the show on that. <laughs> that's how, that's why one's in first place and one's in last place. There you go. Yeah. Bale versus nasty Nestor Cortez uh, on Sunday night, baseball, Sunday night, baseball. I can't even imagine that they have it this year. Um, but that'll be that'll be good. I I'm interested to see how Bayo pitches against this lineup again. I know there's a chance that 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 Judge could um, set a record, but I need just like a three game weekend series that's just on Nesson three games. Like Fox yesterday, Apple tonight, probably Fox Saturday, and then ESPN Sunday. The that tells you right there that there's never just not going to be hashtag the rivalry with this. You're never just going to have normal games. No. I also think that if we're being totally honest, it really hasn't been a rivalry since 2004. 
<sighs> yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, the thing is, is like the Yankees have had winning seasons since like 1992. So when the Red Sox are good, they the games matter. So the problem is, is the Red Sox just keep every few years be, being absolute dog shit and ending up the last place team. I mean, I'd like to say it's so they can tank to get a better draft pick, but um, they just trade all their draft picks away <laughs> as right. soon as they start to feel a little pressure about possibly having to re-sign them to a long-term deal that, you know, involves uh, USD. Yeah. Yeah. It's... At least the playoffs are coming up. It is a fun time. Um, now, let me ask you a question, Tom. Okay. Is Eck going to be doing playoff games with Don Arcillo? Do we have a bead on what those commentator lineups are going to look like? Because I'm going to tell you what, know. I love Don Arcillo, but I hate Ron Darling. So there is the trade-off of getting a great com- a play-by-play guy like Arcillo and having just a piece of wood like Ron Darling do the color. Yeah, I mean, I had a problem with fucking John Smoltz last night. He, John Smoltz is the top analyst for na- national baseball games, and I don't think he likes baseball in 2022. <laughs> but that's a different conversation. He does seem disinterested. The only time he seems like he's having a good time is when he's actively talking to somebody pitching. Or like what he was talking to Alex Manoa at the all-star game it was like oh Smoltz you have a personality that's here or someone he's doing a Braves game someone bunts or someone goes against the shift then he lightens up he but other than that he just doesn't seem to like it well he's not a fan of the strikeout home run thing either no so I I we can talk about that as those matchups come out but for now we're gonna go Jack, have a good weekend, and uh, let's hope the Red Sox troll Aaron Judge and don't pitch to him, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, like we said, it's Rich Hill's going to give up 61 tonight. Yeah, probably. Probably be right. like a 480-foot bomb to left center field, too. Probably. All right, Jack, I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.